0: Spookies and welcome to the Appalachian Spooky Hour, or welcome if you're new here. Tonight, I'm joined once again by MJ Kerr for a very special episode, and we're gonna dive right in. um, If you want
1: to say hi or introduce yourself, hi Spookies! I'm so excited to be back for this episode. So excited! MJ is actually guesting
0: because we're gonna be discussing Waverly Hills here in Kentucky. Now I know that this is outside the sphere of Appalachia but it's still part of my beloved state and it's definitely a heavy hitter in the world of the paranormal dare i say it is probably one of the most if not the most haunted place in the united states and all of north america it would likely even make the ranks when talking about haunted locations across the world and trust me that's for a very good reason before we get into talking about our experiences there i kind of want to drop a few quick facts for those who might not know a lot about waverly hills um first off some folks have asked if it's a sanitarium or a sanatorium in actuality it's both sanitarium and sanatorium are interchangeable words that basically mean the same thing it's an old antiquated word that was given to hospitals that were built to house patients suffering from one specific illness. I prefer the word sanatorium, but it's just a matter of personal taste. It is not, however, an asylum. Now, before folks jump in and say that sometimes asylum was used instead of sanatorium or sanitarium, which is not untrue, the word asylum carries very different connotations, Asylums as we know them were places typically used to house those who suffered from mental illnesses. Some people nitpick and say sanitariums were privately owned, while asylums were state-run facilities. That's the only difference. I'm just pointing out here that calling places like this asylums sort of lends a different image as to what went on there. So we're just going to go with sanatorium. So, during the early 1900s, Jefferson County, Kentucky, a.k.a. the Louisville area, was struck with a horrific outbreak of tuberculosis, or TB. The areas located in the wetlands along the banks of the Ohio River, and those damp conditions, were very suitable for TB bacteria to grow and thrive. There simply wasn't enough room in hospitals, for all of the patients coming down with the disease. So they built a two-story wooden sanatorium that held about 40 people. This wasn't even close to being adequate. It wasn't long before a 50-bed children's ward was added and made room for an additional 40 patients. By now they had about 130 beds, but it still wasn't enough. So in March of 1924, A five-story brick building that would house about 400 patients went under construction. That is the building known as Waverly Hills that is still standing today. It was a fairly innovative place for the time. It had open-air pavilions, since at the time it was believed that fresh air was necessary to overcome a diagnosis of TB. It didn't matter what the weather Patients were put outside in their beds to take in the air and heal their lungs. They also performed a number of experimental procedures there, making every effort they could to save people. Of course, treatments didn't work for everyone, and a lot of people succumbed to the illness while at Waverly. There is no remaining written record of just how many that number truly was, but it was likely at least a thousand, and probably very many more. When streptomycin was introduced in 1943, numbers began to decline, and by 1961, Waverly Hills closed its doors. Really, this was a very joyous thing. The epidemic was over. The hospital was no longer needed. Then it reopened in 1962 as the Woodhaven Geriatric Center. I am not exaggerating when I say that the place was a shithole. It was overcrowded, understaffed, and there was a lot of neglect going on. The state of Kentucky ultimately shut it down in 1982. From there, the building just sat empty for a lot of years. It fell victim to vandalism, and more than once, projects were proposed that would either totally renovate or destroy historic building for other purposes thankfully none of those things happened and the current owners have allowed the waverly hills historical society to run tour of tours of the building and to help in restoration work a lot of paranormal researchers and whatnot have been to waverly most famously is probably the ghost hunters episode that was filmed there Um, Now, say what you want about reality television, but these shows did not have to exaggerate at all about how scary this place is. It is genuinely spine-tingling just to look at. So, of course, we had to spend the night in it because, you know, in 2021, we were sick of staying in for COVID, and this is what we decided to do. So, we're going to share with you all some of our personal stories from that night. And talk some more about the history of the building, former residents who may or may not still hang out there, and just kind of
1: um, how it went when we stayed the night at Waverly. Yeah, that, that event still haunts me, honestly, in a good way. But getting to spend the night at Waverly is something I will never forget. I will take that whole night with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, it was... a. Uh an experience <laughs> that's yeah that's that's one way to put it it was an experience yes even just making the drive up because you kind of come up this tree-lined really narrow road and of course we arrived in the dark so you know it, it's pitch black and you just approach this building and the building you're you, it just looks ominous so you're not even on the property you're in the driveway. And I kind of wanted to puke a little bit out the window. Like I could just be like, "This is this is this is not a good place." Um, <laughs> the I never I wanted to up. puke. Um, <laughs> I no, I
0: was very excited. Um, it's one of those things I've I've been to a lot of what I would call famous um, haunted places, um, but I don't think anything mentally prepares you to be there at midnight. Agreed. In in the dark. uh, Um, Mm -hmm. Because first and foremost, um, when you get there, um, you know, if you're doing a historical tour, blah, 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 daytime, whatever, it's different. But um, if you're there for one of these overnights, you are highly encouraged not to use a flashlight, not to um, overuse the flash on your camera, And the point of it isn't to enhance the spook factor. It's actually so your eyes adjust to the dark and you're more likely to see things like shadow figures and other types of entities that you can't see if you're using a flashlight. Um, So if you do go, please be mindful of this. Um, No matter what building it is, I'm sure most have a similar rule. Because if you're the one using your flashlight shining in everybody else's eyes, you're throwing off everybody's perception and you're kind of ruining the vibe. So don't be that person.
1: Those yes, people were there.
0: And if you're listening right now, you're an asshole.
1: Yes, we had a couple of those that uh, were shining their lights and were not being considerate of where they put it. And it completely threw you way off, way off.
0: And, you know, I understand. It's scary. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's not scary. You're wondering this five-story building with multiple wings in the dark. But if you're so scared that you can't turn off your flashlight, it may not be the thing for you to be doing. Agreed. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, you know, all joking aside, you have to put aside what I would call a lot of natural primal fear
1: fear of the dark, um, fear of plummeting downstairs in the dark. <laughs> that yeah. was a hard one for me. Yeah, it was it's, it's the, the dark, not so much, but it was the fear of knowing that not only that, oh, falling down the stairs, but they're old stairs with n- not quite, you know, rickety, but also not safe railing. So for me, it was I'm going to trip and fall, um, so I was constantly watching where my feet were, which is very hard for me to do. I get very anxious at the well, idea of falling and stuff.
0: The stairwells are one place where I would say use your light absolutely, yes, um, for yes. safety reasons. Um, and there are a lot of stairs at Waverly, so if you have any kind of um, just issues or disabilities that kind of hinder your ability to do stairs well, you're gonna have a hard time because I have a bum knee but it doesn't hinder me from doing things like, yeah, it hurt, but it didn't keep me from going up and down the stairs. Like there are, I mean, it's five floors and it's an old building. It doesn't have a working elevator anymore. This is not a handicap accessible place. So also keep that in mind. I know if you're booking something and you go on the website, it's going to tell you these things, but just, you know, if you have any kind of impairment, take that into consideration because you're here for six hours.
1: Yeah, you're pretty much going to strand yourself on the first floor badly. Well, even the first floor had stairs. That's true. I take that back. No, yeah, I guess the, floor. the true first, well, I don't know. I think the true first floor you could get to, but that wasn't yeah, that's the, the floor.
0: that's the floor with the body shoe. And you could, I guess, come in the main front doors.
1: I, I think you could, but you wouldn't be able to go anywhere else. You would no. be stuck so we arrived
0: eh, about eleven thirty.
1: um
0: there were other people there but this building is so huge that we truly spent most of our night alone there were a yeah. few times we were with other people but you know there were times when we were the only people in the area we were in um so if you're worried about that don't worry about that because we spent a lot of time alone
1: um we spent a lot of time alone on the fifth floor we did we were drawn up to the fifth floor multiple times Um, actually and
0: part of that i think was because it for some reason
1: was a spot
0: that a lot of people kind of rushed to at the beginning yes
1: it was very popular at the beginning
0: and moved down but um yeah we had uh some experiences (laughs) on the fifth floor um The fifth floor is famous for room 502. And that is a room where a nurse. Supposedly, I don't think there's anything actually factual to be found to back it up. But the story goes, there was a nurse who was working there and the fifth floor was the children's ward. And um, she hung herself. In the doorway of room 502, and there's different versions of the story um one is that she got impregnated by a doctor who worked there who was married and he you know kind of didn't want anything to do with her or the baby that was on the way and she killed herself but some people think she was actually murdered um i know yeah
1: Yeah. go ahead (laughs) uh i would say the the tour guide we took a. There was a brief period where we were escorted around so we could get the scale of the building, and um, there was a the tour guide in Sydney way that he truly believed that she was murdered. He he pretty much said, in my opinion, based on um, investigations that had been done, the gist was that she was murdered. And I was, like, adamant that night that I said, I want to try and talk to her because I want to see if I can get an answer from her. That was my big draw to 502. Um, and I personally came away believing absolutely 100% she was murdered, personally.
0: Um, we went into Waverly with equipment. Um, nothing super fancy. Um, we had ghost box. We um, had an EMF meter. We had dousing rods. And I think...
1: We took, but didn't use pendulums. Yeah, I don't believe we ever took out the pendulums, but we did have the pendulums Um, on us.
0: You're not allowed to use spirit boards of any kind, Ouija boards, um, the boards that you use with pendulums to ask questions, any kind of cards. Nothing that could conjure up something worse than what's already there, basically. They don't want you doing any kind of voodoo witchcraft stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So in room 502, um, some of my cousins actually went with us. We didn't spend a lot of time with them that night. But at one point, they did borrow my dowsing rods, and they did ask her in the room. I don't know if you remember that when they went into the room. I didn't go in because when we started to go in the room, we asked her, should we go in your room? And she told us no.
1: Very clearly on the spirit box, it was no firm. Um, yeah. So they went in
0: and they were asking her questions and she did cross the dousing rods when they did ask her if she'd been murdered. Um I know dousing rods are very subjective for some people. I like to use them, but you know, I get why some people think they're not a viable tool. But um yeah, it was very pointed at room five oh two. We asked her a lot of questions. The voice that would come out of the spirit box was a very breathy, feminine
1: voice, very clearly. Yeah. And, and w- wispy, like someone who's yeah. trying to be quiet. It was, the words were clear, but the volume for a spirit box was weirdly low. Almost a whisper.
0: And what was so strange is they, um, when they talk of her being murdered, Specifically, the story is that there was some kind of orderly or some other man working in the building who raped her and then choked her to death and then hung her body to give the illusion that she killed herself. We picked up a lot of choking noises outside of five o two
1: we did gagging, yeah, the sound of gagging gasping yeah, for
0: air like the mm-hmm. <gasps> kind of sound um yeah, it was uh. It was kind of even hard to listen to because a male voice kept breaking through.
1: Yeah. Speaking Especially on the second go yeah. when we were trying to, to, because the first go, the five, the fifth floor wasn't empty. The second time it was. And when we attempted to make contact again, we were, um, we were told some not nice things. I'll just the tell you what he said. Um, scary, yeah, we were questioning
0: the man, like, "Oh, are you the one that murdered her?" And blatantly, from the spirit box comes this angry male voice, and he says, "Fuck off." Yeah, and that m- made me mad. Y- you know, it's a spirit box, but I just told him, I was like, "You know, you know what, dude? Fuck you." And then he started to scream at us. Yeah, and we're then
1: the, it's the box, box just started. You could just hear it. Yeah, like I was kind of like um, our mumble cussing. And
0: you could hear in the background the woman's voice coming through, saying like, "No, stop, stop," you know, that sort of thing.
1: I think that's what freaked me out the most is that the spirit box was clearly picking up two voices. You could hear conversation over top of each other. That was what was weird was uh, was somebody cussing at us and somebody saying, "No, stop." Also on the fifth floor. Um, now this was the children's
0: ward, and the middle was. Um, the nurse's station, um, the room where the nurses stayed, things like that. And then one side of the ward was for you know, lung tuberculosis and the other side was for brain. Because this could spread to your brain. I don't know if that was common in adults or just children, but there was a specific part of the children's ward. So this is where the children lived and played. Um, there's famous photos of the playground equipment on the roof. Um think everybody's seen that but even when you would ask the spirit box things like oh you know you treated children for tv you'd get those choking sounds yes yes or those weird hacky coughs like it like a bark almost and i've used the spirit box other places so i can tell you it doesn't just make that noise by default Mm -hmm. Um, but um I actually, one of the things people do is they bring um, toys for the children, usually balls. So I brought a light up cat ball. And I had it in my bag this entire time. And we're on the fifth floor and we sit down because there's nobody around. So we just sit down and we're kind of enjoying the open air and, you know, asking things on the spirit box. And um, we start picking up a little girl. She keeps going, hi, hi, hi obviously a child like you can tell Mm -hmm. and um so I say oh I brought you a present and she's like oh oh okay
1: ball ball that was weird because it was still in my bag yeah you hadn't taken it out yet and we hadn't verbally said it out loud that it was a ball so I take it out of my bag
0: and I smack it on the floor so it lights up because it's cat ball you know you have to have pressure or motion to light it up I say, oh, you know, do you like your present? As I rolled across the floor, and I swear to you, this ghost child goes, nah. And we didn't hear from her
1: for the rest of the night. And that was it. We we never got another child to come through on that spirit box. And we never got anything out of that room again. I I laughed. I'm not going to lie. I I mean, first it was shocking. And then I just laughed because you got dissed by a ghost child. Yeah, I joke all the time. Like,
0: you guys don't hear about the time I got dissed by a dead kid? <laughs> Yeah, you got so, rejected. But yeah, that was um that was a good one. The fifth floor was very active for us. Um for us,
1: yeah, it was. Also there.
0: to the person who was there that night. We kind of ran back into the group when they were doing some experiment stuff. The chick who's like, Oh, the spirit of the child came to me and she touched my hand and told me her name was Veronica or whatever. Whatever it was, yeah. You were such a like I hope you know who, what that I'm talking about, you if you're listening to this because you're full of shit.
1: Yeah, that was really hard to listen to. Cause everyone around was just sort of going. Mm-hmm.
0: Even the people with her were just rolling her eyes. Around. Yeah, we're rolling. lady, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: no. <laughs> so yeah, um, um, you should tell your story about the cats.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this occurred on the second floor, what would be technically considered the second floor, but it's the floor you start on. And using the spirit box, I don't remember the name of the sisters, but we'll we'll get Lois into it. Lois and that. Audrey. They, Lois and Audrey, thank you. And it was it was close to their room. And there was like a, a sun room where we'll talk about that we will talk about that room where a piano was. So we were in this area, not doing anything specific. And on the spirit boxes, we're trying to talk to people. Cats keep being brought up. The spirit, cats, cats, like, and and it's like, I I don't, you know, so I thought the spirit box was just being weird or I was mishearing something. So I was like, whatever. So we end up taking a break off that sunroom on a, on a balcony. And it's got a couple other the tour goers and a guide. And they're sharing some experiences. Oh, this is what we, you know, this is what we did. And we made a comment about how, yeah, we just kept picking up cats. Like, there's multiple people or just one person. They're just really talking about cats. And the guide looked a little, like, surprised and then really thoughtful. And then told us that the place used to be full of cats. Like they kind of lived there. They were strays that lived there. And recently, I I believe it was a month, like very recently, they removed them all. They were gone. And and we just kind of went, oh, because it was such a random word. I thought I had misheard it. We had both heard the word cat. And then we find out that, yeah, there were, there were like pet Waverly cats that lived in the building. And around the time we were there, sometime in the not distant past, they had been removed. The cats were gone. So he said, I guess our residents missed the cats. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And that's when the Canada thing came up too. That's also when the Canada thing came up, which, you know, I, I took it with a grain of salt. But again, I I assume that I was the only Canadian on the tour. I'm assuming that. I'm pretty sure I was. And we, again, same area, same balcony. There was a uh, gentlemen talking about their spare box and how they got the word Canada come up multiple times. And I'm assuming I'm the only Canadian there. And that was just really weird because I mean, Canada is a very distinct word to say, let alone here. And they were insistent that it was Canada. And I just kind of said, well, I'm, I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm Canadian. And that just, that just, it made a chill go down my spine. I'll just say that it was, it was kind of weird <laughs> that out of all the countries in the world, somebody, who was walking in a similar area we were, so like around us, got somebody talking about Canada on it. And yeah, it was weird. (laughs) Um, The second floor was pretty
0: active for us. Um, We've been walking around for a while and we were like, well, we'll go back to the room we started in, which I believe originally was the auditorium. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, where they would have like church service and different things like that so we went back there to just sit down and see what came up on the spirit box that kind of thing well we start getting a man almost immediately and we're like oh what's your name and he keeps saying oh neil 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 my name you know we think his name is neil okay then he keeps saying brother 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 so we're like oh you're looking for your brother and i forget what he
1: said the brother's name was like ray maybe um yeah, I feel like it was Ray because they—it was coming like it was Neil and brother then Ray. Well, and he, he did not connection there. He wasn't
0: actually saying Ray at random. We said, "Oh, you're looking for your brother," and he said, "Oh, Ray." Yes, that's what it um, was. That's what he said. Yes. So we're like, "Oh, okay." Um. So we're kind of operating under the assumption we're talking to a man named Neil, looking for his brother named Ray. Um, we didn't know if both of them died there. One of them died there. You know, kind of what was going on at the time. Um so we're talking, you know, we're asking questions. Oh, are you from Kentucky? And he says Louisville. Did you die here? He says, kind of. That was the weird part. The kind of. So um, we're like, oh, okay. So eventually, you know, we're like, well, we need to get moving. There's a lot of this building to see. And um, we tell him that, okay, well, we have to go. And he's like, no, no, stay, stay. And it wasn't the least bit aggressive. It was very lonely feeling. Like, oh no, stay, talk to me, please. Kind of desperate, almost. So we're sitting there and we're sitting side by side on these chairs. There's nobody else around. Because the hallway, people kind of go to and from, is right in front of us. And you can hear people because there's no windows or anything.
1: There's nobody. From right beside us, a man coughed out loud. Oh yeah. Like, just clear as day. Like, a man was roughly clearing like, his throat very like <laughs> yes exactly Downed. like that exactly and yes
0: like oh my god so i got up and shown my you know shown a line around nobody's there look in the hallway nobody's there this came from directly beside of us if we had been recording at the time we definitely would have caught this i believe out loud
1: i i, I agree with you yes it was so loud.
0: we leave for a while and i'm like i i, I want to go back i want to talk to this man some more so we end up going back We talked to him some more, asked him some questions. We didn't get very far in that session because other people came in the room. We're we're not going to get genuine anything with a bunch of people there. We come home the next day. We're back at my house. Um, I start digging, trying to find any kind of patient records or anything about a man named Neil. I stumble on this website, and suddenly everything makes sense. The priest, well, he wasn't really a priest, I guess he was a preacher, um, who did services and met with all the patients at Waverly. His name was Brother O'Neill. And he ironically did have a brother named Ray.
1: Yes, he did. And he was from Louisville, born and raised, wasn't he? He was
0: born in Louisville. And the kind of part about did you die here made sense because he didn't die of TB. He actually had a stroke while he was there, you know, meeting patients, praying with people. And he died off site a few days after he had the stroke at Waverly.
1: Yeah, which to me makes the kind of make sense because the injury that causes death, the stroke, killed him. So, yes, it happened at Waverly, but he, you know, passed off site. And it was very
0: fascinating because he was actually legally blind and he was there so much. He knew how to get to all the patient's rooms, get around the building. Um, He was a local. He was born and raised in Louisville and he was actually there when they broke ground on the building. So for me, it makes sense that he would still be there because he was so dedicated to what he did I think he's still there trying to shepherd souls to the other side I I really think that and I um, actually contacted the people at Waverly to tell them my story and I would be interested you know if we end up going back at some point to talk to them in person about it and see if they had anybody else who's had an experience with him
1: yeah because the other thing we found out way after the fact was that the auditorium where we made contact with him multiple times was back in the day where he usually would do his sermons. That's where he preached. And we also, this, this area, this auditorium, is near the room with the piano, this sunroom we talked about. And in something we read, it mentioned that uh, he was in there a lot. Yeah. That's um, where he liked to be.
0: Back to the dousing rods, they went crazy in that solarium.
1: Oh, they did. They did
0: you could just hold them, and they would just wildly spin, like there was a gust of wind. It was crazy,
1: yeah, so even this weird auditorium, which it it was nothing, it was the staging area, it's where you start, was where we had this contact, which was, this makes no sense, but then later, I believe it was you who found a, an old plan of the building and found yeah. out that this was kind of the church, it was where he would most likely have preached,
0: yeah, I found the um the original floor plans um for the building but um we didn't spend a lot of time
1: on the first floor the first floor gave me the ever-loving heebie-jeebies yeah no it was it was it was something like like spiders crawling on my skin I couldn't do it
0: no for me it just felt like an overwhelming sense of doom like something bad was going to happen yeah dark Yeah. I didn't like it down there, but it wasn't at the body shoot. It wasn't in the morgue. It was just the middle hallway. Something about that first floor hallway. It just, I don't know, just walking down. And I felt like somebody was watching me the entire time
1: and not in a good way. Yeah. Agreed. I had the same, but the only other place on the first floor we ever went was the body shoot. We did not linger on that first floor.
0: We went in the morgue, but for me, like everybody makes a big deal about the body shoot. And I think part of it is because they call it the body shoot, which is incredibly just goofy. Yeah. Um, When the building was being built, the quickest way to get materials from the train tracks to the top of the hill, they, they built this tunnel for that purpose. And it had a pulley system so they could very quickly move the materials to build the building from the train tracks at the bottom of the hill To the top of the hill without somebody having to like go down there with a truck or a trailer or a horse and buggy, whatever, (laughs) and bring the stuff up the hill. When people were dying very quickly at Waverly at the height of the tuberculosis epidemic, they didn't want to ruin patient morale by taking the bodies out through the main doors where everybody could see. So they took them down this tunnel to the train tracks where they would be taken, you know, wherever they were going once they left the morgue at Waverly.
1: There's nothing scary about that to me. No, no, I agree. I feel the same. You know, nobody was violently murdered
0: in the body shoot. Nobody, um, you know, came through the body shoot, at the dead of night and murdered some people or something like these people were departed their their souls are gone by the time they go down this body shoot why would they be there
1: yeah and I never got anything from like the body shoot was fascinating from a almost like a construction perspective because it's huge and it's yeah. long and it's dark yeah. yeah, so it was impressive to stand in because like wow and it's cold so I mean it was it had a vibe it was kind of creepy but I never stood in there and, and thought oh I'm being watched like it never It did not do anything for me like the rest of the building did. That was probably actually the least scary part of the building for me was the body suit.
0: Because I'm like, you know, at that point it's just meat suits. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, that, I guess if you're just scared by the concept of thousands of dead bodies, but unless they're getting up and walking around, I don't get it.
1: I mean, full disclosure we didn't walk down the body chute because there was no way I was walking back up
0: I was gonna say full disclosure my fat ass wasn't doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because yeah going down's easy coming back's not a good time nope um yeah it's the same reason I didn't really which we didn't spend time in the morgue and I know like okay if you get in to the freezer and you lay down and everybody leaves you and you're there alone i can get why that would be creepy yes but like i walking into the morgue i was like this doesn't this doesn't really scare me but what did freak me out were the surgical suites
1: Ooh, yeah agreed the morgue didn't do it but that's the surgical suite wow we got to go
0: in one of the surgical suites they recently just opened one of them when we were there and they were you know prepping another one to get it open for people to be able to see and this is where they did a lot of the experimental procedures now these were not joseph mendel splicing people's limbs off and sewing them on somebody else madame la crap these were experimental life-saving procedures And, you know, um, they would go in and cut scar tissue off your lungs or inflate your lungs with balloons. They did all these things to try to save you. And a lot of times they failed and a lot of people died on the table or died immediately after.
1: I don't know what was in that room, but it made me so sick. Yeah, both of us. And we didn't know that. We didn't know the other didn't feel well. Until we discussed it later.
0: Well, I got so dizzy and there was an open window and I kind of sat down on the windowsill and I was like, if I fall out of this window, whatever it'd be worth it. <laughs> I feel like garbage.
1: Yeah. It yeah, I think funny. you got way more dizzy than me, and I just felt um I, I just feel it unwell. Like I just felt like, oh, i I got a headache coming. I my chest I felt, hurts. I just didn't feel well.
0: I felt nauseous and just dizzy and very hot and you know, I guess if I had a debilitating disease that was gonna kill me and I laid down on a table and they cut my lungs up and I died. I'd probably be pretty mad about it too. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But um Yeah, that was not a fun uh fun thing. And then while we were in there, I don't know if you remember this. That kid's phone went off. He had um a spirit box app on his phone and it was in his pocket and it like reacted, it was like oh, saying things.
1: Yes, it was when we I were... can't
0: remember what it said, but it was like the whole, like there was a, a group of us at that point. The tour guide actually took us there to show us. And um, we all kind of were like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. And we were all eager to get out of there too. It was pretty <sighs> unanimous, like, let's get out, let's leave.
0: Yeah, that was um... the only time I felt like physically
1: reactive, I think, was there. Yes. I know you weren't a fan of the fourth floor. And I can't put my finger on a particular reason. We went down there and we were going to walk it. And I just remember saying, not that I couldn't do it, but I don't like it. I don't want to be here. Something just made me very uncomfortable. All the other floors I was getting creeped out, getting, you know, like, ooh, I'm scared. Ooh, what's around this corner? The fourth floor actually gave me a weird sense of dread. Like, just, I don't want to be here. And I, I know that we kind of walked it a little bit, but I, it was the only time I really was kind of like, I can't. I can't.
0: Well, in a quick break. Uh, besides in. the
1: first floor, but I, yeah, fourth floor, I don't know what it was about the fourth floor. I couldn't do it.
0: Those who haven't been there don't know much about Way, really. The fourth floor is where you kind of have your best chance to see a shadow figure. Um, there are several that are consistently seen on the fourth floor including a really fun one called the creeper that climbs on the ceiling Oof. yeah um I believe that is also where you got called a stupid cunt it
1: it was either the fourth floor or back down on the second it might have been four. the
0: fourth it yeah. was the fourth floor I remember
1: and I I was partly like I had stepped off a little bit alone and I wasn't I was just kind of saying is anyone here like on the spirit box is trying trying to get a reaction and it started by the spirit box telling me the word rape then it called me a stupid guy
0: yeah, I was and not I... with you
1: which is no. funny I
0: was who knows what I was doing honestly I'm an idiot I probably was doing something stupid I shouldn't have been doing by myself <laughs> I was down yeah. the hall away from you
1: yeah, we weren't we were visually in range of each other, but not together.
0: I think I was dicking I, around. I just wandered
1: off. Yeah, we were just we weren't doing anything particular. We were just wandering. It was a nice night looking out the windows, because we were on the window side. I remember that.
0: Yes, because I will tell everybody listening right now, the window side is the side you want to be on, because that side that's between rooms is a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yes, agreed. It is pitch dark
0: there are open doors on both sides of you like oh my god it is just nightmare fuel like i'm pretty sure i've had dreams about being stuck in a labyrinth in hell like
1: that yeah but um, yeah i think but yeah I- no that's what and they just said that and i came and it was clear as day and i walked back up to him and went, yeah no no something here no it doesn't well, like- i was using the emf meter i'm pretty sure yes and I was sticking around around and
0: I was like not even paying attention I'm not even gonna lie and all of a sudden you booked it up and you were like we gotta go right now and I'm like why what happened you're like some dude just called me a stupid cunt and I was like like to your face do you want me to hit him
1: (laughs) yeah I didn't explain that very well because I was a little shooken up because it was aggressive it was like it was like a growly like you stupid and it just and it was "Mm -mm." and I just I was like whatever that is hates me hates women I don't know what it hates And I just booked it back to you and went, no, no, we're done. I'm off this floor. Let's go. (laughs) And yeah, and you understand because I think you literally thought someone actually called me that. And I had to explain, no, it was a dead person. (laughs) Um, I can't. Honestly,
0: I have like just mentally blocked out the entire third floor. Can't tell you shit about it.
1: Yeah, I know. The only thing is the third floor where your cousins did the shadow people experiment. That was the fourth floor. That was the fourth. See, yeah, the third floor. I don't I think we kind of booped down there i was like "Mm -hmm." i don't think
0: it was very active for us no
1: no we just wandered it and left nothing we made a circuit of
0: every single floor from one side to the other yes we did them all some of them more than once um the only one we didn't go back to was the first
1: Um, yeah i saw the tall man that was that was terrifying we are yeah uh, the floor is yours because this in my opinion is the and and i'll talk about it from watching this happen to you is probably it's crazy you you go oh my goodness (laughs) there is a shadow
0: figure entity however you want to call it at waverly called the tall man and they call it this because it tends to be as tall as whatever room it's in whatever t- hallway it's standing in i have actually watched um other footage and stuff on youtube of people who've gone and there's a piece of equipment i can't remember exactly what it's called um you probably know what i'm talking about that makes like the stick figures of people
1: yeah it looks like a weird uh camera but it, it yeah can, but it, yeah it makes stick figures and points of, yeah, of shapes
0: it uses like heat signatures so if a person's standing in front of it they look like a stick figure People who have captured the Tall Man on that—the thing's freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this super tall, dark entity. Um, I don't remember specifics like them telling us if it was malevolent or not.
1: Um, it's just one of the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. Just I—I I think they made mention that they didn't think it was demonic; just dark. Um. So um
0: we didn't have a lot of luck with shadow people. Um We did this experiment thing on the fourth floor with like the balls and all of that. Um I kind of think I saw something. I know Mandy really didn't see anything. No. Um, I saw no shadow figures. So we're kind of winding down. It's about six o'clock in the morning. We still have time until, until sun up because it's October. So the sun sets a little later in the morning or set rises a little later in the morning. Um, We have about half an hour left and we're like, well, let's do one last sweep of the second floor. So I get out my GoPro, which is pointless because you can see nothing. (laughs) And we leave like the auditorium area. We go through the double doors. I was immediately annoyed because as soon as we walked in the double doors, there were these two, like 20 something year old girls with flashlights. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
1: In our face, not pointed at the ground, pointed yeah. up. So we were kind of like, in the face with flashlights. And I
0: think they got the hit because I must have gave them like a really nasty look because flashlights went
1: off. Yes, they did. They very quickly hit the floor.
0: We go past the solarium and kind of around a corner and we're going back to Lois and Audrey's room. Lois and Audrey were two sisters who both had tuberculosis at the same time. One of them, maybe Lois had a baby while she was there. I believe so. Anyway, um, one of them passed away there. I think it was Lois and Audrey maybe got better. And one of them got well and was able to leave. One of them died at Waverly. So we're going back to the room. We come around the corner. We can see into the room at an angle. Like you can see into the doorway. And I swear to God, scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. There was this shadow figure, and it was as tall as the ceiling in the room, so it was taller than the door frame we were looking through. The room is dark, you know, we're seeing this, well, I'm seeing this just with my eyes, you know, that's why you're supposed to let them adjust to the dark. This thing is blacker than the dark it's standing
1: in. I, like, had an out-of-the-body experience oh that was scary to watch honestly I turned around I don't really
0: remember this but the GoPro caught it you can hear it I turn around you hear my feet on the floor I just start not running
1: the very fast walking I I had to like skip a few steps to catch up with you because I didn't understand what was happening I sh- and I lost you. I had to catch up to you.
0: Well, I shove the door open and almost take out this teenage kid. Yeah. yeah. You hear me on the camera go, sorry,
1: <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> like,
0: I don't remember going down the hallway from those doors to what I would call like a break room. It um, didn't have lights on, but there was like a candy machine, a pop machine that gave light. You know, the room's not dark. And there's a couch and stuff. I guess I was just running towards somewhere that had light. Because I'm there. I sit down on the couch. And I remember you asking me what was going on. Yeah. And then the GoPro cuts off.
1: Yeah. And so for perspective, I was behind you when we were going towards the room. And I was to your left behind you so like if I had walked into you my left shoulder would have hit your right but I was probably about two steps behind you I was looking completely to my left so you were looking straight ahead to the hallway we were going into and I was looking back into the slam so I was looking a completely opposite direction and you stopped so hard and so fast I did hit you you didn't react at all and then you spun and I'm standing like right there and I'm markedly taller than you and you just leave and i'm i'm and i'm like thinking did she drop something like what is missing i remember you slinging the door open i remember you squeaking an apology out to this extremely startled teenage boy and i had to jog almost jog to catch up to you and when i got to you in the room you had sat yourself down and your eyes were glassy and i have never seen you look that terrified and when i tried to talk to you y- you weren't home like I had, you, you actually kind of went, I don't remember how I got in this room. You said that. And I said, you ran down here. What, what did you see? And you couldn't tell me immediately. It, it was as if like your brain had fried and you had to kind of reboot. You were, you were, you were rebooting. And that was the scariest thing. Cause I have never seen you do that. And you didn't acknowledge me. You just, you just laughed. You were that terrified. You just, you just laughed. And for some perspective for people
0: who don't know me. Yeah. That's what's scary <laughs> is. Yeah. I'm not an easy person to scare um that's not to say I'm like you can't like jump scare me you know what I mean but like we've spent six hours in this haunted building and I was pretty okay yeah oh yeah um you know I've had some other experiences I've seen other things this is the only thing that I think has ever truly scared the shit out of me.
1: I have never seen you sound scared. That's what actually scared me was not you kind of booking it away. It was how small you sounded when you tried to explain to me that you didn't even understand how you got into this room. And I said, "What do you mean you don't understand?" She said, "I don't you you were adamant. I don't remember. Like I the lost, last thing you saw was I, the blackness and then you were in this room." I lost time yeah you lost and that's what scared me is your voice was just like absolutely terrifying. I've never heard you sound like that ever,
0: because if you hadn't been there to fill in the gaps and I didn't have the goPro on, I mean, I don't know, like I would not have a perception of that probably sixty seconds yeah you easily seconds.
1: lost I'd say you easily lost ninety seconds um easily,
0: and that's never happened to me before, ever in my entire life um yeah that was terrifying but here's the stupid part scariest thing i've ever seen in my life hands down but it wouldn't stop me from going back
1: oh we've both said that that this you know especially cuz i didn't see that um but i had my own moments where i was just absolutely terrified and i would go back in a heartbeat heartbeat <laughs> yeah that's what's crazy
0: that. and at this point it's six o'clock and they told us when we started because they gave us like we had some stuff that happened at the beginning that kind of put us off a little bit time-wise they're like well you can stay until 6 30 and it's probably like 10 after six by this point and we're both like well let's go back down to the first floor finally do a walkthrough of it to say that we did it even though, you know, it freaked us out and then we were going to go. We go down, we can't find the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. If we went down like the wrong staircase, I don't know. It was I think
1: it was it was 6 yeah, we in the morning Find the way to get in there.
0: Yeah, so we come back up cuz now we have to find a guide because they have to radio security to let them know you're just going to your car that you're not somebody who snuck in and is sneaking around the grounds. We run into the door guide and he says, did you guys hear the scream? Like, what are you talking about? What scream? And he's like, well, down on the first floor, like everybody heard this like blood curdling scream. And we're like, no, we didn't hear anything. So he takes us to the door, you know, lets us out and we go on. And then later I actually saw that like some footage, some audio, maybe I can't remember if it was footage, like a video or audio only. But somebody actually caught that on like a device.
1: I remember that. Yeah. I heard and it they too. never,
0: yeah. they couldn't equate it to a living person in the building.
1: Yeah. Cause that tour guy was uh, legitimately distressed and he was on the radio. There's a conversation yeah. on his radio about, you know, head counts. Who's left? Do we, who is everyone? Yeah, I think they were kind off? of thinking somebody got hurt. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was something else <laughs> um, and that scream was blood curling when you listened it, it yeah. was like a weird video clip in the dark and you can hear a scream of not like oh someone got jump scared it was somebody yeah. being hurt um, Scream, and we never heard it we, no. we were honest and said no we heard nothing but we were on the second floor when yeah. it most likely occurred but so was he and they heard it yeah that was what was weird we heard nothing I, so i don't know nothing.
0: but um yeah we ended up um Leaving a little bit before time was technically up, we were just exhausted. And at this point, my brain has melted. Yes. So we get in the parking lot. and <laughs> Before we went earlier that day, we, we were allowed to check into our hotel early. I just straight up told the guy, I was like, listen, can we get an early check in and a late check out? Because we're going to Waverly. And they were like, yep. So before we went to our hotel earlier that day, I was like, we have to go. To a Wiccan shop or something and get some sage because I'm not bringing this
1: shit home with me. Oh yeah, yeah, I was one hundred percent on board. So we actually bought with the woman at the store um I'll
0: actually link them down below. They are a fantastic shop um in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're from the area or you're coming to the area and you're looking for a really great shop to buy these kinds of things, they are excellent. Um anyway, they actually sold us a wash too
1: yes
0: they did and and it was kind of funny because her, and her husband both were like things that are at waverly don't leave but they got that we wanted to be extra safe so they sold us a wash and they sold us some sage and before we even got in the car i was like mm, we're saging off in this parking lot
1: yes we we pulled it out and lit the sage up right there beside the car
0: you know the night before we went um i had bought some letterman cards which plainly told me i would have an experience with a child and a man yes it did it did Um, so you know it was it was very interesting and um i would love to go back love to go back
1: oh i'm i'm anxious i'm something almost i feel drawn to go back a big thing is to confirm what we feel about brother o'neill About whether we we got that right because I think there's even parts we're forgetting. Like there was so much evidence, so much. Like we're just tapping into the big things, but there were just little little nuances that were like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But once we put it into the context of that man, it made total sense. Total sense. Like we all we got emotional. It made so much. Yeah, like I cried. Yes, you did. Um,
0: but I would I would love to go back to Waverly, so that's on the agenda. But we're hoping. Maybe this September, we'll get to do a night at Trans-Allegheny. Oh, I'm so excited. I Uh, hope so. I would love to do Pennhurst. But um, Trans-Allegheny or um, the Ohio State Reformatory, I have been there before. I've just not spent the night. I'm down for either. Either of them. Both are really, really, really great places. Um, We're also hoping to do a stay in a haunted hotel at Gettysburg um and all of these things we'll cover on the podcast we're hoping if we do gettysburg we'll be able to do a live from there um one night that we're there and um share any experiences that we have in a uh in a gettysburg video video podcast this isn't a video (laughs) Um, and definitely if we do trans allegheny definitely we'll do a video about that um but I think that's all for this one, Spookies. I uh, ran a little longer than usual, but there was a lot to unpack. Um, if you get the chance to go to Waverly Hills, even if it's just for a daytime history tour, do it. The place is amazing. Outside of paranormal, the history of the place, the scope of how big it is. And when you're there, keep in mind that this is just one building. Waverly Hills was self-sustaining. It had its own postal code. Because when you came there to work, you couldn't leave because you could be a carrier for tuberculosis.
1: Yep. That was honestly one of the creepiest parts was just being told that once you you were there, you you didn't leave. You couldn't
0: leave. And everybody that worked there lived there. They had, you know just everything there so just think about that in the scope of just this one building yes this is the hospital but this was kind of like its own city yeah it was self-sustaining little town you know the scope of it is unimaginable until you're there looking at it youtube and television don't do it justice like just believe me so if you're ever in the area near louisville you can make it do it do yourself a favor and absolutely check it out but uh thank you for joining me again
1: on this episode you're very welcome i'm so glad we got to talk about our experiences that wayfully
0: yeah uh, i'll link the wonderful wiccan shop down below um, in the description i'll also link a youtube series i did more about the history and the famous haunts down below and uh see you next time spookies